Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. <laughs>
Children are dismissed. Praise the Lord. You know, we are in a season we're in a season where it is as it should have been all along all or nothing. There, um, you know, Abraham was our father in faith. He was given instructions. He believed God, and it was counted unto him as righteousness. We, however, come into this. Right now, many people are likened grace because it appears as though we have no relation, no responsibility. The blood does wash absolutely. And the Bible does say that he's, we are free from the law of sin and death. We're not appointed unto wrath. And we love those promises. 
But what we have not committed to, and I'll tell you what, we commit to the good things that benefit us, but we don't commit to the journey. Because most believers in this current culture still have the notion that it's all about me. It's all about us. What's in it for me? We talked about Hebrews chapter, the end of Hebrews chapter 5, the beginning of chapter 6, about the elementary teachings, not going back to those, but some of them live in those elementary teachings and don't go any further into the journey of faith. This season, those of those babies that still believe that way and, and stay out of the journey, and I tell you, here's part of the journey, staying in condemnation and guilt all the time. Get over it. It's not about you. Don't put your sin above the blood of Jesus. It's time for us to move forward. We still play games of he said, she said. Even in a court of law, that doesn't work. I'm going to be sharing today about a woman, a mother today. I ask God. A lot of times I don't like to flow with the, you know, I don't want to give a Mother's Day message, but the Lord sometimes releases. I said, Lord, give me someone. If that's where we're going to go, if not, I'll continue to what we left, where we left off last week. And the Lord said, yes, I want you to talk about Rebecca. And I thought, Rebecca, and it, it, it kind of flowed because I was mentioning that Jacob and Esau last week. And it's so apropos that last week we talked about Jacob and Esau and how that she was having, she was really bummed out because she was barren. And she was, let me just, let me just preface some things for you. Abraham had two sons at the beginning. We know that after he hooked up with Keturah, he had more family after Sarah died. But let's just talk about the two boys. Esau was a man's man. He loved to hunt. He loved to go out. was an outdoorsman. was just an outdoorsman that Abraham didn't have in Isaac. Isaac was compliant, an obedient son. And you think, oh, yeah, how, how do you figure? Well, you know, <laughs> come on, boy, let's go. We're going to sacrifice you. Okay, Daddy, and carry the wood. But he wasn't the only one that carried the wood because Jesus carried the wood, too, on his way to be sacrificed. Hey, youth, if you want to go, you can go. You want to stay here under the anointing? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> you young people, you can go. No, I, I say that only tongue-in-cheek because I was told that one time. Like, you that dismissed. <laughs> I was saying, yeah, they said, we're going to take our kids out. We're going to sit them down where they're anointed. Okay. <laughs> hey, well, check it out, man. Front row got available. Everybody's going, that's okay. Just say available. <laughs> and Abraham had these two boys, and Isaac was compliant. 
Isaac like uh, Esau was a an impulsive man who wanted what he wanted when he wanted now. They've been having a either the black cup or the water. That's fine. Whatever you put your hand to on first. Thank you, Esau. No. <laughs> now, he. Yes, ma'am. That's available. Yeah, because uh, he left. But Seth left that open. Now, and Esau was a man given to appetites, impulsive. Isaac was a calculator. He was a manhunter. I mean, Isaac had two boys. Let me put this up. Isaac had the two boys, and I was saying, I'm saying it wrong to begin with. And Jacob and Esau. And, and uh, Jacob was compliant, much like Isaac. Esau was impulsive. He was a manhunter, which is na- and, and, and Esau, a man's man. But Jacob, the Bible describes him as a peaceful man. A man of integrity. That's what that word peaceful means. Having integrity, not a deceiver. And when you get the word deceiver, it only applies to those who call him a deceiver. Are you listening to what I'm saying? Jacob became what is in theological circles was known as a, a spiritual example to the church. While Esau became a man who never stayed committed to anything except his own appetite, his emotion. Yet, Isaac preferred Esau. Isn't that something? 46 times in Scripture, he says, more than any other name that he names himself by, he names himself the God of Jacob. See, I am, the, I am the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. But he, he calls himself more than any other name, more than Jehovah Jireh, more than Jehovah our healer. He calls himself after Jacob. In this, We begin to see that in Isaac married Rebecca in Genesis 24. There was what we see a divine coupling. That Abraham, that that that, that Isaac, that Abraham sends out Isaac. I mean, a servant to go out to find a wife for Isaac, because Isaac was he he was the inheritor of everything. It was that Abraham had Isaac inherited it all, not Ishmael, not even Keturah's kids. Isaac inherited the whole estate, but yet he had no one to share it with, and Abraham sent out one of his servants to go find him a woman because he didn't want him to find a Canaanite woman. Now, moms, you need to be aware of this, too. Sometimes we send our kids out to find whoever, but there's so many examples in the Bible but you keep your kids away from people who are not equally yoked because there'll be hell on earth. Over and over again, I'm not going to get into the dating trip, 
But you want your life to be a little smoother? Find someone who believes what you believe. And if you're married to the culture and you say, I did, then you're going to have a hard time hooking up with what God wants you to hook up with. Not who, with what he wants you to hook up with. Because you all have a destiny. You have a destination. You have a call on your life that doesn't leave you. Matter of fact, sometimes you look for stuff that all you have to do is say yes to the call of God. So in Genesis 24, we see this, and he marries, Isaac marries Rebekah. There were some tests that were put out there, and, you know, in those days they say, God, free adventure, A, B, and C, and then it happened. That doesn't work today because we have a, the Spirit of God that leads us. So don't be testing God like, well, God, if this is you, shut up. The devil hears you that, saying that too. That's not how you're led. Back then they didn't have the Holy Ghost living on the inside. So they would have things that God would say, you know, because they, what's the old saying? That if you please God, you'll get pleased. And so those, you know, if you're a baby Christian, those did, did work in the past. God, do you want me to you want me to quit drinking? Make it poison to me. Then you almost die. And you say, okay, God. And then you go back to it anyway. Anyway, but anyway, then you, now, now you say, what didn't, what didn't kill you only makes you stronger. Give me a fifth. No, I'm kidding. But what? No, I'm playing. What? <laughs> that, that, <laughs> but anyway. And, and so Isaac marries Rebecca. In chapter 25, Abraham dies. And Esau sold his birthright. Let's go, to, let's go there. We've got to check this out because, oh, 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 I left this out. When Esau and Jacob were coming forth from the womb, how many know, watch this, how many know that she was having a hard time in her pregnancy and God spoke to her, say God. Can I tell you something, one of those secrets? Her husband didn't tell her what God said. She heard what God said. And this was in the Old Testament. <gasps> Imagine that. It didn't come through the man. Anyway. Listen, 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 listen why. Because you know there's, there's a huge portion of the body of Christ that believes that. And it's a lie. They're the ones that don't believe that there are women apostles, even though the New Testament names a woman apostle. Go figure. Uh, but what happens, but everybody, how many, I'm not teaching on this, but how many know there's always order? Order is order, not hierarchy, okay? Because a lot of men believe it's hierarchy. It's not. It's order. But watch this. Uh, that's, a side, that's a side note. But he said, I'm having trouble with this pregnancy. There's so much pain. He said, that's because there's a war going on in your belly, woman. Because in your belly there are twins, but they are two nations that are against each other. But one will have the birthright, and the younger... Watch this. The older will serve the younger. So when they were born, I said Esau, as impulsive as he was, came out first. But Jacob, not to be undone, grabbed the heel. And they named him Heel Grabber. Because Esau came out, was red, had, was hairy. Imagine being hairy like that and born. And they named him Esau. And he was a, the, Jacob was the heel grabber. Why? Well, most Jewish historians and those that know the Hebrew culture say that he, when he grabbed the heel, he was not to be denied what was his. He was not to be denied what his birthright. 
Now, you got to know this ahead of time. Because Esau, by legality, had the birthright. Are you with me? You got to know this. But who was it that heard the word of the Lord that said that the, that the older will serve the younger? Which only meant that the younger would have the double portion and, watch this, the birthright. She heard the voice of the Lord. Say, she heard the voice of the Lord. Now, how many know that she would tell her husband, Isaac, that he would have the birthright promise? Because she would, you know, being married, she would tell him, this is what's going on. And I want you to understand this because it says, eventually Isaac grew so old he could not see. And one day, we're going to come back to that, he called his eldest son Esau, my son, he called him. Look how old I am. I could die any day now. So go find your weapons and take your bow and arrow. Hunt some game for me. Then prepare some food just the way I like it and bring it to me so I can bless you before I die. What was he going to do? Release the blessing, the birthright blessing. Are you hearing? Watch this. Now, Rebecca overheard. Say Rebecca. Overheard. Now, Rebecca's mom. Say Rebecca's a mom. Rebecca heard the voice of the Lord. Say that with me. Rebecca heard the voice of the Lord. Now, I want you to find out, says, prepare some food the way I like it. And he said that Rebecca overheard Isaac speaking. And when Esau had gone out to the field, Rebecca gave these instructions to her son Jacob. Quick, pay attention. I heard your father talking to your brother Esau. He told him, bring me some game, prepare some food for me so I can eat and bless you in the presence of the Lord before I die. So now, my son, listen to what I say. Pay attention to what I'm about to tell you. Go to the flock, bring me two healthy goats. I'll prepare some delicious food for your father just the way he loves it. And you're going to take it to your father so that he can eat and bless you before he dies. But look, Jacob pointed out to his mother, Rebecca, my brother Esau is a hairy man, but I'm smooth-skinned. My father might touch me and realize that I'm deceiving him. Then I'll bring a curse on myself instead of a blessing. Now watch this. Watch this. You have to see this real quick. A little before this, Jacob and Esau, Jacob was cooking some stew. Isn't that that something that the peaceful man was in the that it's a lot like Isaac, was in the house cooking, making himself some stew. Watch this. And as, as he was making some, some soup and some stew, it wasn't soup, it was stew, because it had a bunch of meat in there. And, and he was, here comes Esau. Say, give me some of that soup. Give me that stew. I'm hungry, man, I'm going to die. He's impulsive. He's going to die. Jacob says, now watch this. Jacob said, he goes, no, Esau says, I'm gonna, I'll give you my birthright. Because what's a birthright, man? Okay, everything. He's impulsive. Now watch this. It's like people that are impulsive. What a word. I know I am. I know what I can do. You know, it's like the people say, well, oh, Jesus is coming. I'll get ready. He's coming. I'll get ready. Can I tell you, there's a season that comes. Those that are ready in the season will be taken up. Those that aren't ready in the season won't. It's not like a minute decision. Oh, look at the season. Let me go. Oh, it's raining. Let me see what we think. Everyone say obedience in a long journey. Those are the ones that inherit the promises, not the impulsive ones. Because the impulsive ones will sell out just for the moment. Esau sold out for the moment. 
Because he says, don't you know that I'm going to die? What's he belittled his birthright and gave it to the brother. Okay, so that, that happened before. Now watch this. And see, he belittled the birthright, got up and left. Chapter 26 says that Isaac became more and more wealthy. And at the end of the chapter, it says Esau brought grief to the family. So now here we are at chapter 27. Here in verse 12, in the Hebrew, it points out that Jacob said, I don't want to deceive my father. It's not that, oh, man, it's not going to work. I'm going to get busted because I feel smooth and, and, and Esau's all hairy. It had, nothing, it had those components in it. But more than that, he did not want to deceive. He said, man, I don't want to deceive. I'm going to bring, watch this, because the careful ones say, I don't want to bring a curse on me. Esau said, curse, smirch. I don't care. Because can I tell you something? The people that are impulsive, the people that can handle things, they say, I'm just going to walk through a fire for a little while, but I'll be all right. Oh, you know, people like that. They'll just, they'll take it a little bit. Uh-uh. Come on now. When we walk by grace, a lot of people say, well, you know, consequences, whatever. I'm just going to do it anyway, and I'll come out all right. In this season, you got no time for that. In this season, you miss the season and you miss it. You're saved, you're on your way to heaven, you have a good time in church, but you're going to miss what was designed for you in this season. Now watch. Verse 12. My father might touch me, realizing I'm deceiving him, and I'll bring a curse on myself instead of him. Now watch this. My son. Look at the mama. She's not about to let her son's blessing be denied. She is trying to preserve the integrity of the blessing. God will not be denied what will be in this next generation. Mamas, don't let your sons grow up. No. Ma- no. <laughs> now watch this. Yeah. Now watch this. Mamas, don't let your offspring be denied what God is about to do with them in this generation. Whether it be intercession, whether it be speaking, whether it be speaking the word, decreeing, can I tell you, don't let them miss what's in this generation. Rebecca made a powerful statement. Now, so she went out, she said, my son, let any curse fall on me, just listen to me, then go and get them for me. Doesn't that sound familiar? We'll come back to that in a minute because she did what Christ did to get you before the Father. What a sacrifice. But watch this. There was something the matter with Dad. How many know that Dad loved Esau? How many know Dad said, he's a birthright promise. I don't care what this woman said. She might have been, she was probably hard in labor, and she might have thought she heard the voice. But you know what? This guy's a man's man. I, you know, what I didn't have in Isaac, I have in Esau. My dad, he's kind of docile. You know, he let himself, you know, he just... I, I was, I, I couldn't get to do that. I didn't play football. This boy, he, I didn't hunt. But, you know, this boy does. Everything I wanted to do, he does. 
Can I tell you something? That when you begin to put your vision into that which God did not allow, you know that your vision for what should be begins to diminish. What happened to, what happened to Isaac? The Bible says that his light, I like the King James, where his light began to go dim. Isaac couldn't see very well anymore. Did you know that his physical manifestation was taking place of the spiritual manifestation that should have been in him? Because he heard the word from God. Can I tell you something? How many know, you know that Elizabeth heard from God too? How many know that dad did not want to name the boy John? Sometimes men get hard-headed, don't we? Man, look at me. Don't we get hard-headed? Sometimes we, a man, have this idea that it's my way or the highway. How many men get hard-headed? Oh, I'm going to look at me and say, not me. But what? What, ha- what happened to Zacharias? No, I'm not going to name him anything. I'm not going to call him John. Then he was like... Then he said, what are you trying to say? And then he was so stubborn, he couldn't have, didn't have a boy. He still rose up. Just do not name him John. <laughs> Isaac, in the fact that he was blind, it still did not want to release the birthright blessing, even though, well, we'll get there. See, how many know that the devil, you got to see something. Church, can I tell you something? We're still pretty much moved by performance and shame-based attitudes. Sometimes we don't believe that we're deserving of the double abortion anointing. Sometimes we don't believe who God called us to be. Sometimes we don't believe the road that God should have us on is the high road, the wealthy road, the road that leads to riches. Wealth and riches shall be in my house. Do you believe that? Well, you know, uh, you know sometimes we pull what the Mormons say and the Jehovah's Witnesses say. Well, only as correctly translated. Come on. Read it out, read it, Hebrew it out, read what the sages say, the, he, the, the Jewish sages who, the, who, who, who translate the scriptures. Read all that stuff and you're going to find out that it says the same thing. But can I tell you something? Many of us who are deserving of the double portion anointing, who, is, who are God's son, don't believe we should have it. Because somewhere inside it's still, what did we do? Why don't we have it? Why do others have it? We sometimes believe that others should have it and not us. It's way down, because we don't live by the conscious mind. We live by the unconscious mind. We live by old mind skins that keep us trapped in the old life. Because sometimes we're raised, especially if you're raised in, 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 in you're raised in Assembly of God, if you were raised in Pentecost, if you were raised in, in the early Word of Faith movement, can I tell you something? They be, many of them became word Pharisees. And I'm not talking about the, the teachers, the itinerary teachers. I'm talking about the pastors who broke it down. And you might be saying, Pastor, don't talk like that. Look, I was an associate pastor when I was 21 years old. And I was behind the scenes plenty of times. And I heard them talk. Dude, she's pregnant. You just sit her out? Well, then, you know, just because it shows up now doesn't mean that God forgave her two and a half months ago. Yeah, but what will the people say? Performance-based. A lot of us have that performance-based attitude on the inside, and we think that other people are more deserving of the double portion blessing than us. 
Jacob was such a man because he saw Esau as his dad saw him as a winner. Going out and getting the game, going out there and doing, being a doer, doing all these different things. Esau, Jacob did not believe that he should receive that double portion birthright blessing. But his mom told him, look, just do what I say. Because she saw beyond, because she heard the word of the Lord say that he would be the one who would receive the blessing. Are you with me? We have to get out of the mentality because you know what? Your father said, the blessing is yours. You have been blessed. And the the word of God says that when he releases the blessing, he does not take it back. It's yours. But we don't fight for that which is ours because what happens? Right when you begin to decide to take it, you get the worst week of the month as far as your flesh is concerned. How many have ever said that? I'm going to go out there and do everything right. And within that one week or two, you are fleshed out like no other month or no other week. How many have ever been in that situation? How many have ever been there? You know that to God it don't matter because he doesn't see it. Because Jesus is sitting at the right hand of the Father. Watch, here's where you have to get a hold of positional truth. Because where are your seats? At the right hand of Jesus. Isn't that true? That's where we're seated in heavenly places next to who? Jesus Christ. On the same level as the Father. Not saying you're God, but you earned the spot through what? Faith. Not because of your performance, through faith. Positional truth says that what? You don't see the sins. Why? Because Jesus sits next to the Father, ever making intercession for you, covering you, so that God doesn't see what you've done. The blood covers always. The blood purifies always. Are you, are you hearing what I'm saying? But because of our upbringing, I screwed it up. I used to hear in Word of Faith circles, man, you've done dug up your blessing, your harvest. Oh, man, you know what? That used to eat at me because it was a lie. That's not true. See, while I was listening to Word of Faith, I was listening to Doc Scott, and I already knew the message of freedom. So when they'd say that, this is funny because I'd be sitting in, because we had the pastors that had us sitting in the front. Pastor George and I were, he used to sit on one side for the sound, and I sat next to him, and then the youth would go like this and look at me when they'd make those statements, and I had my finger under my Bible, and it's not true. What a weird place to be. So I was teaching freedom, and they were being taught, yeah, you're going to dig up your harvest. I said, no, the harvest don't get dug up. The harvest still yours. I can I tell you something? You hear that over and over and over again. Way back, it gets in sometimes. How many of you know that that's true? Sometimes you don't believe that you're deserving of what God has for you. How many understand that truth? Because if you're forgiven and he sees no stain, why do you? You have the double portion blessing upon your life. Now watch this. And so, most of us, we find ourselves we have the consciousness. Watch this. We're performance-based, image-based. Now watch this. Image-based is something else that, you know, that we go by. Now, you know, want to know the main reason why I don't dress up in suits and ties? Because I don't want it to be image-based. I don't. Because sometimes you go to churches and you've got, you got your suit from J.C. Penney, and they're wearing silk suits. You're going like, what the heck, man? How come I? I remember the early days, man. I had a suit with brass buttons because those were the ones that J.C. Penney sold. Everybody else had these silk suits. And I'm thinking, i got to wear mine every month, every week. Then I get another one. Yay, and mine has regular buttons. But I was always competing for the image. 
You want to know where it gets real bad? Women. You know, the leadership people buying the dresses at Needless Markups or Neiman Marcus, they buying dresses and stuff from there. Their dress costs, you know, 360 bucks. And yours is off the rack at, um, I don't know, Target, you know, wherever it might be. And, and yours may look just as nice, but there's that competition. Then you get told, why are you wearing the same dress again? Can I tell you something? Image conscious. How many, how many, watch, how many people do they wave in front of you on TV all the time? You know, men are only 5'6", five, 5'7", five, 130 pounds, and they're the heroes now. I remember, you know, Superman don't look like Superman anymore. You're a little dude. Batman might have a rough voice, but I'll knock him down quick. Because he's about that tall. I'm the Batman. But they're pushing image. We get into church, and we're image conscious. I mean, I'm big. I don't care. We'll be in front of 500 people. I don't care. Because it ain't image that's coming out of the mouth. Yeah, but you know, <laughs> if we're going to talk to the public, we got to look like, you know what, I'll tell you what, the Bible says that Jesus wasn't especially handsome. Paul, they said he was a short, ugly man. It does. I'm not, I'm not kidding you. They said he was a short, ugly man. Now, that's who, that's who set up the church, three-quarters of the church. 75% of the church was set up and established by Paul. So, I got a multi. I'm handsome. I'm not short and ugly. No, I'm playing. Watch this. I'm playing with you now. But watch this. Now watch this. We come into a place where we're unconscious to shame. We begin to be, we begin to be moved by guilt, manipulation, and shame. Deep inside, we believe that we need. See, deep inside, we, need, we believe those things. We need to decondition ourselves. We need to get ourselves out of seeing what we see and into seeing what God sees. You know that God never tells you to do. You know, before you go out and preach, you need to lose 50 pounds. Would you ever see God do that? That's what the world will tell you. The world will tell you you're too old to reach young people. Shut up. What's this? She overhears them talking and summons Jacob uh, and, and Esau. Esau's still hunting. We covered this. Jason, Jacob says he'd be a deceiver. It's not in me. But watch this. But there's something in Jacob that says, you know, my brother did not value the birthright. It's mine. How many know you've got to remind yourself of what the word says? You know, the Bible says that there are those that, are, that, that see, those that cannot see, those that cannot hear. But the Bible tells us that we need to remember. When you can't see, you hear. When you can't hear, you remember. And that's what, that's what, that's what Jacob did. He remembered that the birthright now was his, and he had the legal right to say he was Esau. 
Can I say that one again? He had the legal right to say that he was Esau. See, Mama already had that in the heart and said, you know what? We're going to say it. You dress yourself up like your brother. We're going to put some goat skin on you to your daddy. Your daddy's blind. He don't know. He lost his vision. Now, was she going against dad? Nope. She didn't confront dad. She didn't challenge dad. She just put the son in that place. Now, watch this. I bought it. I am the firstborn, and the double fortune is mine. I, he had a legal right to say that he was Esau. He has the birthright. Now, watch this. When you and I go into the presence of God, we don't, we don't, we don't say, Lord, this is David. I stand in my stead. You know how I come up there? He says, he's going to die. You know what he says? From this point on, you don't ask me anything. But you go to the Father in my name. Now, we think, it's in the name of Jesus. No, 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 what's this? So we heard that forever. Let's redefine this. When I come to the throne room of grace, watch this. Watch this, and going to blow your mind. I'm Jesus. Because I've got his birthright. When I sit on his lap, watch this. I'm Jesus. Pastor, here. I am even as he is now in this present age. That's what the Bible tells us in, 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 in the book of John. Even as he is now, so am I. I'm as Jesus. He said, Pastor, are you calling yourself God? No, because the Son of Man came and died in my stead. The Son of Man sits at the right hand of God. What, who is he, the Son of Man? He who represents mankind. He identifies with everything that you are as the Son of Man. Read Mark. If you want to know about the Son of Man, Mark is a book to read as the Son of Man. So you can see how he identified with humanity. We come up before that. Our birthright is Jesus Christ. When we come before his presence, we stand. God sees Jesus in us. He doesn't see us. You know why? If he were to see us, what birthright? Go to hell. You know what? Because that's what we deserve. But in him, washed by the blood... He sees Jesus. That's why we're in the body. Colossians chapter 3, for those of you theologians who want another scripture. For I am dead and my life is not hid with Christ in God. Mm-mm-mm. What, Pam? Our life is hid in him. Isn't that wild? That my life, you know what? I'm not too big to fit inside Jesus. Every piece. You know what? One size fits all, man. I'm inside. When God sees me, he sees me. What do we have to do is we train our brain. Esau, Jacob went in as Esau because he had the birthright blessing. Isn't that amazing? Now watch this. See, because sometimes we miss those things. He had a legal right. So when we go into the presence, See, when we stand in Jesus' name, it's not a formula. Now, we had to learn formulas because we were kind of like, did you know that in the 80s we were all into this technology craze? Imagine in the 80s, you thought we were big because we had a Walkman. And we had a TV that fit in our hand. Which is, as a Latino that grew up with a little TV, why would I want to get another TV again that was in black and white? Right? Again, kids get all excited because they get to watch a movie on something like this. 
Not me. I go home and get excited about watching a movie on a big screen with big sound. Because Pam and I first got married, we had a 13-inch black and white TV. And can I tell you, we didn't, we didn't turn out there, oh, I wish we had color. We're excited. So let's watch TV. Then we graduated to a 19-inch color. It was remote. It wasn't remote. It, goes, it was a remote that just moved silently. Pastor George knows what I'm talking about. Those ones that kind of, they had a little metal that bing, you go, bing, 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 and then, the, then the, the thing does this by itself. You know? It's true. Then we got a console with stereo speakers on the side. And we were it. We had the quasar worked in the drawer. You know? But anyway. Isn't that true? We were basing. Are you those old stereos? Man, those things base. Put the Moton on it and windows in your house. You know what? Got quadraphonic. But then in the 80s, man, we were it. Back to the future. They were skateboard without wheels. So guess what? We learned our theology by formula so that because everything around us was being taught just this way. Formula. Steps. And formula. And so, but how many know that life is not about formulas and steps? You know that when the devil attacks you, I don't know what happened. When the devil messes with you, he doesn't take steps. He's got a strategy. And when he has a strategy, what happens in the strategy? It just happens. Did you know that chaos doesn't come in waves? It just hits all at once. How do you know that that happens? See, we think, okay, let me apply the step of faith. No, we live life the same way. We got to hit the devil with one wave. Bam. Move the battery up. The anointing. I don't know. <laughs> but can I tell you something? We have to learn how to walk by faith and quit doing steps. Well, let me confess exactly 16 times so that this happens. No, you confess it as part of a lifestyle. Isn't it true? Can I tell you something? When you're in school, you have to think about the steps of the Pledge of Allegiance. You just say it. Some of you still do this. Lift up your right hand. You go. How many people still do that? Everybody, a lot of people do. Right hand over your heart. Yeah. So people go, right hand. Actually, you know, the 50s? Oh. So, so I guess it's the 40s. Yeah. It used to be a special region. Yes, they did. They did exactly that. And they did away with it. <laughs> because of Hitler, yeah. But we learned by rote. We learned, and that's how we have to learn faith. We live faith. We don't take a step of faith. It's not a formula. It's a way of life. Notice in the scriptures it's not broken down in formulas. The woman at the issue of blood, she was living out, but because we get the story, we get to see that she said, she walked, she touched. We get to see these things. Because of that, because of the type of people we are in the society that we live in, we just don't say, hey, man, she came to Jesus, walked up to touch the hem of his garment, believed in faith. But we have to say she said within herself. So we begin to say we say within ourselves. You know why? Because this society has more hang-ups about healing than any other society. You go, you, go to the, you go to these other nations, watch this, where we might say they're not as intelligent as we are, which is a lie anyway, because India has, India has smarter kids than we do right now. But anyway, they're, they're educational. They, they, anyway, as I'm not going to say anything else. But what happens is you go to these third world nations, you say Jesus heals, and, they, and all of a sudden blind eyes pop open. 
See, but here we're going, like, well, how does that work? How does this happen? You understand what I'm saying? We have Priuses that don't start up anymore. The old guys are going, how come this happen? It's just... They just walk away in real silence. They'll creep up. You know what? We don't hear UPS at our house anymore. They leave us more notes now because the dogs don't even bark. Because the trucks are electric. They just come up. The only thing you hear is the door. But you don't hear the engine anymore. If you're too close, you're... They're gone. The UPS truck. All electric. We used to hear them before. UPS here. Not anymore. Things are changing. What do you hear inside of you when your faith operates? Confessions for you. Father, thank you that the word works. Thank you that I'm healed by his Christ. I have to say that a lot because sometimes my body speaks louder than my confession, so I begin to tell my body. That's what the Bible tells us to do. Joshua, what did he do? He spoke to himself. He said he didn't let the word of God depart from what? His mouth. Meditating a day and night. Why? Because you know what? He's going to do some big stuff. How many know that this ministry calls for some big stuff? Then you need to begin to speak the word. We're not we're called to affect the nation. We're not called to say, well, you know, go home and affect your house. Your house should already be affected. Or in chapter 2, get outside your house and affect the neighborhood you live in. It's funny. Sometimes you open Pandora's box and you start talking to the people. Next thing you know, they come to your house for counseling. That true panel was out there with Ray for a while. Sold a lot of seed into this guy. He came back into our city. He had to take care of his mom. He was at my gate asking for more material. When am I going to start the church there? Thanks. I got like three people asking, when am I going to start the church? And I'm like, well, get more people. Get about 50 of them just like you, and then we'll, we'll, we'll get started. But anyway. But here's what happened. And... He, and, and he got the double portion. Now, let's keep reading. So we see the blessing. He says, Rebecca took some of the garments, told him, this is verse 15, put some of the goat skins on the smooth part of his neck. She made some delicious food, and he went into and said, my father, it's me. Which one are you, my son? I'm Esau, your firstborn, Jacob told his father. I've done what you asked. Please sit up and eat what I caught so you can bless me. Now, how many know he didn't lie? He caught goats. Mama said, go get some goats. He caught some goats and brought them back. So some people say, well, he's a deceiver. He's a liar. No, watch this. So remember that Mama said, let the sin be on me. So he was free. Now watch this. Isaac told Jacob, he says, how did you get us so quickly, my son? Isaac asked Jacob. Jacob responded, because the Lord, your God, made me successful. Was he lying? No, nope. he was successful. So Isaac told Jacob, come here, my son, so I can see you to make sure whether you're my son or Esau. So Jacob approached his father, who felt him and said, not Jacob's voice, but it's Esau's hand. He didn't recognize Jacob because his hands were hairy like his brother Esau, so Isaac blessed him. And he asked, are you really my son Esau? I am, Jacob replied. Are you really God's son? What's the reply? That's right. Are you really a son of God, a daughter of the Most High God? What do you say? I am. So he did not lie because he was the progenitor 
because of the birthright that was sold to him. How many know that God came and bought everything so that he can get you? The Bible says that you are purchased. You're no longer your own. You were bought with a price. How many know that's true? Your your birthright was purchased. Come closer to me, Isaac replied, so I can eat some of my game, my son, and bless you. So Jacob came closer. Isaac ate. Jacob also brought wine so his father could drink. Amen. After this, Jacob's father, Isaac, told him, come closer to me, my son, and kiss me. So Jacob drew close, and Isaac smelled the scent of his son's clothes, and he blessed him and said, how my son scent is the fragrance of the field that the Lord has left. May the Lord grant you the dew from the skies and from the fertile land. May he grant you abundant grain and fresh wine. May people serve and bow before you. May, may you be master over your brothers. May your mother's sons bow before you. May anyone who curses you be cursed, and may anyone who blesses you be blessed. Now you receive the blessing. I want you to, find, I want you to understand. He receives the blessing that, of Abraham that was handed down to God who blessed Abraham, who became what? The father of many nations. Now, let me ask you something. Let me just ask you something. Had God blessed Esau, and Esau being who he was, do you think that in the natural that the blessing would have continued? No. He would have sold out quick. He sold out for a pot of porridge or a stew. How much, how do you, how much, how, how much more would he sell out a nation to get favor with a woman. Because he was a man driven by appetites and feelings. God would not be denied his name. He is the God of Jacob. Why Jacob? Because Jacob is the one that you and I identify with in the heavens. Because Jacob stood by the fact that he was not in reality, watch this, in the natural reality, was not the progenitor, but was by virtue of the birthright that he received from his brother. And stood in the brother's place because he had the birthright legally to stand in his brother's place. You and I, because of this woman, Rebecca, she was a history maker who stood in the gap for her son and stood in the gap to see the promise of God be fulfilled for all of generations. Could you imagine if she would have been just like, well, what can I do? I'm just a woman. Did you know that the blessing, watch this, because God is a God of order. Say, God is a God of order. You know that she could not have released the blessing. Only Isaac could. But she was instrumental to see that the son of promise would receive the blessing. Are you with me? Rebecca, in theological circles, went down as a deceiving wench. Because all they could see, because we have been trained by virtue of sin and death and not the blessing. Rebecca stood in the gap and presented her son so that the generation, watch this, how pleased do you believe the father is with Rebecca to preserve the birthright blessing to Jacob? 
how blessed do you think she is as a woman before the Father? In the book, she's a hero. The theologians for years said that she helped her son remain the deceiver that he was. No, she helped him remain the peaceful man that the scriptures defined, defined Jacob to be and kept his integrity intact. In because she put herself in the place of the intercessor where she said, let the sin fall on me. You go preserve the birthright blessing for generations. Rebecca stood in the gap. Now, she bore no penalty for that. We all know history now that she bore no penalty. But she kept her child in the place of receiving the blessing because she received, what, what, what is it that she received at the beginning? The word of the Lord. That the younger would be served by the older. That that other nation would not prosper. But the nation, watch this. When you read a little bit later, I like one of the translations that says that through you, millions and millions and millions would be blessed because of you. Imagine, now watch this, mom, if you were raising sons and daughters, and I, I'm going to take it a step further, because sometimes we detach ourselves from the people in the ministry in which you serve. I'll tell you what, can I tell you something? Uh, I'm going to just name some kids. Clyde, he's all of us in this, in this church. We all care for him. Can I tell you something? You see Mark and Seth. They belong to all of us. You see Annalisa. They belong to all of us. See, we don't throw you out with the bathwater because you see, can I tell you something? I work, Sam and I work with children for a lot of years. A lot of years. And want to know the truth? Your angels are all brass. At some, at some point. Your angels are all brats at some point. They might, you might protect them just because you don't want to hear it, but they all, when they're away from you and they're in a, and they're in, and they're in a crowd and they start to act up a little bit, some of, some of you have never seen your kids dance. And I saw all the kids dance. And I'm not talking about yours in particular here, but we, they, they all dance. They all sing. They all get stupid. Just like all of us, if we ever ask your kids, and sometimes we don't even have to ask your kids. You have to say, can you pray for my mom and dad? My mom called my dad stupid today, and he got really mad and broke the dishes. I'm just, I'm just you know, they, and you know what? Pam and I go to our grave with who it was. But we pray with them because that's real in the house. So sometimes we go up there and say, praise the Lord. They give us a big hug. I'm thinking, I wonder how many glasses he broke. But you know what? No, I'm playing. I don't. <laughs> but what I'm saying is they belong to all of us. And you know what was wild? When the stuff was going down in Pasadena where there was just glory falling, I'm not kidding you. We took a gang of kids up there with us. And you know that there were prophetesses and they were prophets and apostles and they were all the fivefold around there. And you know what they do? They see the kids coming in, and they were just amazed that this generation of youngsters were coming. 
You know what they would take and do? They lay hands on them and they say, Lord, in the name of Jesus, and begin to call out the blessing of God and pour out the Spirit. And they began to call out who they were in the, in the Spirit. And they began to say, you're queens and you're kings in God's eyes. And they were releasing the blessing of the Father upon them. Why? Because they're all children of the kingdom. This is how we see the, the children that come through us and come into us. You, some of you think, well, what do I say? You're a church mama. What we do is we do out of love. Rebecca preserved the lineage of Christ, as a matter of fact. You begin to follow it all the way back. God truly is the God of Jacob, as he's named himself. And I want you to see that Rebecca was instrumental in seeing that he would remain so. You know, there's a lot more I want to bring in here, but I'm not. Rebecca is in all of you. But there's a little bit of a cultural perversion in that, in that we go overboard to defend even when they don't need defending. Because the culture brought us to a point where we begin to defend just because they're ours, not because we're defending the birthright. I want to let you know, submit that part of you to the Lord. Because it's in the spirit that we need to begin to defend these young people and call out their names. If you see them being a little weird, a little off, and maybe, maybe they're not as genuine when they come to church and they lift up their hands, or maybe they're just laying down and, and, and not participating, can I tell you something? That don't count. Because God still sees. Hi, oh, David. God got you when you were, you were pissed off because then they put us in the front, huh? And the prophet showed up and called him up and froze him for 45 minutes on one leg while God was pouring liquid light and gold into him. And he was angry. So don't ever doubt God. And I say this because he shared it one time when he was up there, and he was, and, and it was like, I don't want to be in church, I don't want to go. And God said, bam. Yes, speaker had no idea. So don't ever, don't ever look at what, what you see as what you get. Delve into the realm of the Spirit and minister life. Got anything to ask now? Before I close it up, in these days that we live in, I'm going to pull the color family. In the days that we live in today, it's not a time to play. It's a time to commit to Jesus Christ. And committing to Jesus Christ isn't about do's and don'ts. I want to talk to, you know, our children need to understand that we have the responsibility of giving them do's and don'ts in the house so they can become productive members of society as well as overall good citizens. Are you hearing what I'm saying? But we cannot mix that with what God has. Don't ever tell them God's mad at you because that's a lie. You tell them, I'm mad at you. I'm disappointed. But don't say, well, you know what? God's mad I'll tell you what. No, God, he died so that you can live. Are you hearing what I'm saying? And just because God moves with mercy doesn't mean you should. 
If they need, if they need three week restriction, take the phone away, and then that's it. Then you know you do that. They need a SWAT. They need a SWAT. Did you understand what I'm saying? Uh, you know, I'm not one of these anti-stinking people, but I'll, I'll tell you what. Uh, don't beat them senseless either. I like that guy, that football player, said, well, you know, I just use a switch. You down here use a branch. And then hit them a whole bunch of times, more than you should. Like, the truth came out. But can I tell you something? God is not the punisher. Look up at me. God is not the punisher. He's the giver of life. And we're in a season where there's warfare. There's warfare. And Christ died so that we can live. And I'm putting out the net right now that if you're not in a place where you need to be with God, now's the time to make that choice. If you're on the outside looking in more than you are on the inside looking out, you need to make a commitment for Jesus Christ. And I don't mean to get saved all over again. It's to get back into place on the road that you belong on. Can I tell you, it's not the straight and narrow. Can I tell you something? What's this? Want to know the image of that? A lot of people think straight and narrow is that it's, it's a life of do's and don'ts, and you can't do this, and there's more don'ts. And how many know that sometimes it used to feel like you get saved? It's harder to stay saved than to get saved. How many of that used to be true? Now, like everything was illegal in God's eyes. But the Bible says that why? Once you come through the road, can I tell you something? What this world has is imitation of what God says. Once you come, there's only one way to Jesus. How many know that's a narrow road? But once you come out on the other side, the sky's the limit. That's a wide road because God has much for you to receive. And if you've been playing with God, if you've been playing with the grace of God, it's time to recommit and get back on the road that you belong on. And all I want you to do is stand up where you're at. Well, people will know. So what? We're family. If you need to be back on that road where you belong, then stand up. Well, who else is going to join this person who's, who's, who's wise enough to make a stand? Well, we all do. You know that at some point in my life, I go home sometimes. I've been having a terrible week. I get in, I get in my prayer closet and say, God, I commit everything. Lord, I just. How many can be honest with God sometimes and say, you know, I've been a screw-up? I've been playing games. How many know, how many, we do, how, many, how many of us have done that? But right now is the time to get serious with God. And you know what? I'm, 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 I'm pounding this thing right now. I'm not gonna, it's not a dead horse because this horse still has life. I'm going to say it again. You need to stand. You've been playing. And the sad part is, you don't have time to be playing right now. See, the devil already knows who you are. Take a pop shot at you. You need to stand. Stand with me right now. You need to be at a place to stand? Stand with me. Thank you for your courage. Praise God. Who else? There's people in here who need to stand. I know it. The pastor, everybody in here is saved. I'm not calling for salvation. I'm calling for a place to get back on the way the road that you belong on. The Spirit of God is just telling me right now there's people that need to come back. Some of you have been on the, good, on the right road, and that's fine. But, you know, I'm not arguing with you. But what I'm saying is that there's some, there, there, you know what, there's at least two people in here that need to, make, that need to stand 
And you say, Pastor, you need to stop. No, I don't. I love you too much. I don't want you to miss. I don't want you to be on the outside looking in. You need to stand. What does that mean? That I got to be an angel? Who said you have to? I'm not talking about you being an angel. Tell them to get back on the road. You know that on that same road we fall, but we can fall forward. How many know that we all sin? Yes. You still have, once you stop and you can still stand. Well, praise, thank you for having heard. Thank you. Praise God. I think this one needs to be. Okay. okay. I was I woke up this morning and I was telling David about the dream that I had. And um very symbolic. Okay. Juliana was driving a Prius. I don't like Prius, but she was driving a Prius. And um I was in it, working in it, I believe in now and I believe we're in it too. And when you're when a vehicle is moving in a dream, that's a mission. You're on a mission. Okay? And in this dream, you're going through the many roads. Okay? And on those roads, you know, we were, we were having a great time. We were laughing and laughing. But we had never put the fuel. The, the vehicle was given to us. It was given to you, man. And the fuel, it had fuel and it had to go running out. And we still went to the filling station. I don't want to say the gas station, the filling station. And we pulled up and we pulled into the lane and I said, uh, yeah, there's somebody already plugged in right there. She goes, well, where should I go? And I said, that's just a little bit you can go on the next one next to it or you could go on the one that's a little farther over there. I knew which one to go to. But I felt don't tell her let her do that. She has to make this decision herself. And um, she made the decision where she was going to go. I'm not going to say where she was. She made her decision, and it was okay. We, were, we went to where we were, and she plugged in. Well, I knew it was plugging in. We were getting refueled, but we were getting ready. We were prepared. The women were being prepared. And I was when I was David, I was, I had a dream he was telling me all about it. And then I thought, if he mentions a gas station, I know what's going on there, you know. <laughs> and he mentioned the gas station in his. I thought, whoa, this is so good. So we chose to plug in, and we got filled up. Get ready. Amen. I don't think I'll share yours. Yeah. Only if you're moved, but I'm not yet. All right, yeah, and you know what? I In this dream, I ended up on the floor, man. Power got hit me, and uh, it was uh, in a gas station, too. And it was, you know, if the Lord releases me, I'll, I'll share the dream at one point, but it will just blow your mind who, who came to visit me. Or maybe Pam can if, she, if the Lord moves her to share. And it was per- yeah. Recharge, yeah. And that's what this is. It's a recharge. And and thank you for standing and, and, and being courageous. And there's still one more I need to stand. You've been playing games, man. And you know what? It's not even playing games. It's taking comfort with the comfortable. Yeah, sometimes you get comfortable. comfortable. But when stepping into something that we need to build up, whether it's electric, whether it's gas, we've got to be there's strength in numbers. What I see is someone coming. You kind of play outside, and then you come back. 
You get back in where it's safe. You play outside a little bit, then you come back where it's safe. You make the stand. Yes, Ms. Esther. I really think right now, like the right time, I was like trying to figure out when I'm supposed to do this. Um, I shared, I want to share something with you guys. This is courtesy of, of my niece. But honey, I have to just tweak the last line. I tweaked it when I shared it with my children. Um, and I was blessed to spend some time with my children. I looked at it. I learned how to use my phone. I turned it around this way so I can read it straight across and not have to go like this. <laughs> Motherhood is a choice you make every day to put someone else, put someone else's happiness and well-being ahead of your own. Mm-hmm. To teach the hard lessons, to do the right thing, even when you're not sure what the right thing is, and to forgive yourself over and over again for the things that you may be doing wrong. This thing reads for doing everything wrong. But when Pam was talking about this plugging in and refueling, many times we hold ourselves hostage to our sins and to our mistakes and to our tricks. But it's not until we receive what Pastor was talking about, the forgiveness of Christ, seeing ourselves in Christ, that we are free, totally free. And then we are free. When we forgive ourselves and let the forgiveness that Jesus paid such a heavy price to give to us, when we no longer hold ourselves hostage to our Christians and our failures and the things that we may have done wrong, then we have that freedom we can turn in and to be refueled. Amen. Thank you, ma'am, for having the courage to send that to me. There's still one more. It's not time. It's not, it's not too late. You need to stand. Please, you need to stand. You need to stand. You're not in gross sin, but you step out and step in. Step out and step in. And stepping out, you may not always come back. That's, that's the urgency in me right now. There's that urgency in me. There's that urgency in me. Yes, David. Yes. I really didn't want to share this at all. I kept arguing with God over and over, right now on my feet. But those of you that are shooting this there, I don't know what you're standing for. See, I, at a point in my life, I was so far left that I, if you will, had a hierarchy in the opposite realm, if you will, in the underworld. I, uh, I had a place because I would call it that guy too, of course, to get me. That's the truth. And at a moment when I chose, when I didn't get hurt, when I felt offended, my defense and my armor of choice was rage. And I pushed through. And I wouldn't hurt. I'd be numb. And I would destroy my enemies as far as what I was concerned. And I would try it. And that was a tool that I learned from the enemy was how to I hadn't come in contact with something like that recently. And I chose the opposite. With everything in me, I wanted to be furious. With everything in me, I wanted to run through a wall and smash whatever was right in front of me. And I chose to do the opposite. I was obedient. 
I felt a small voice. Even to the point where I went out at night and I was crying like, God, I need to hear from you right now because I need to hear from you. That was it. And I was obedient. And when I was obedient to the small voice, I began to hear a higher voice. See, there's also a point in my life where I had a vision during the day without having sleep. I had dreams that were significant. God spoke to me clear as a child. I watched real close with him. I spent a lot of time with him. Very intimate. See, the Spirit has no timeline. Mm-hmm. So when I chose to be obedient, immediately I was right back to where I was in my relationship with God. And I could hear him clear. All of our steps. I could hear him probably clear. I got plenty of direction right now. I knew exactly what to do step by step. But see, I can't, it can't imagine that any of that, no matter what. Even though you're standing up right now and you make it for it, he's still going to say, oh, watch this. Mm-hmm. Wait, you, you belong to me. You're called. Mm-hmm. You have a hierarchy here. Even a few weeks later, when I began to give into the thought and felt justified in being angry, and and journey and stay put on the journey. So you can jump lines a little bit. Jump lines a little bit. Jump lines a little bit. Come on. I'm going to count to three. One, two, three. Stand up right now. Just make up that. 
make up your mind. You got to get back on that journey 100%. All right. Those of you that have stood. There's something inside that's talking to you then. Sometimes you don't figure out, you can't figure out what you're, what's saying in here. And, and, it, and, and, yeah, you just know you have to. That sometimes there's no logic. Sometimes there's no logic. But there's someone here that's jumping in and out. Yeah. Just like in that dream, I could not help it. Yeah. Even though I knew they had to decide which one. Yeah. They had to decide. It wasn't necessarily wrong, we're going to get filled up there, but you have to decide. You have to decide. And you know what? They, if, if you're already standing and you've been jumping in and out, let me see your hand. If you've been jumping in and out, just to, then let me see your hand. Okay. You know, maybe it's, all right, well, praise the Lord. Then, then maybe that's what I kept picking up. I kept seeing it so clear. It wasn't necessarily you, but inside of you, you knew you had to make a stand somewhere. So, and so that's being led by the Spirit. Sometimes it doesn't make sense. It's just an act of faith, you know. And, and you know what? Yes, ma'am. Yes. 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 My counsel is this. Live freely, animated, motivated by God's spirit. Then you won't feed the compulsions of selfishness. For there is a root of sinful self-interest in us that is at odds with the free spirit, just as the free spirit is incompatible, incompatible with the selfishness. These two ways of life are antithetical so that you cannot live at times one way and at times another. According to how you feel on any given day, why don't you choose to be led by the Spirit and so escape the erratic compulsions of a law-dominated existence? Amen. And, and that's, a, that's a true statement. And, and can I tell you something? It's all about, can I tell you what this is all about? It's about being firm on the journey. It's not just so much saying, I'm going to be resaved or recommitted. It's staying firm on the journey. Because you know what? On the journey, we're going to fall, but we fall forward. We get up and keep going the, journey, the direction that God has us. And this is what this is all about. It's, not, it's getting back on that. Because sometimes when we're sidelined, we don't want to get back in. You understand what I'm saying? We don't want to get back in. Watch this. At the level of commitment that we know we have to be committed. That's a big one. The level of commitment that we need, that we've sensed God pulling us into, is what hurts. You know, and, and yeah, okay, I'll do that. Let's just pray this prayer. Say, Jesus, I'm taking up my cross, denying myself, and following you. I'm on the journey with you. Lord Jesus. Holy Spirit, what I am committing to is to stay on the journey. Lead me and guide me. Speak to my heart the way I should go. You are my direction, my guide, 
my counsel, my teacher, and I will follow. In Jesus' name, you may be seated. Now, last night, we're going to bless the moms right now, but I just, I'm going to share this with you, just so you understand. These last few months have been exceptionally difficult because there's so much that was on our plate. You, look at me, people in the church, you are not on my plate. What's this? You're in my heart. So don't look at yourself and say, well, I'll never call Pastor Pam or Pastor David because they have too much on their plate. You are not on my plate. You're in our hearts. So don't ever not call. Don't ever not text and say you need prayer. Don't ever think that we're too busy for you because I'll drop the plate and we'll drop the plate just to get to you. You understand? I want you to say that because I won't give the devil any room. Now, I was in the same garage. <laughs> I had a dream, and we were in, um, in church. We were having church. And of all people, guess who walked in our church? Ken and Gloria Copeland walked in the church and sat down. And we finished our meeting. And we were chit-chatting. Well, everybody was chit-chatting with them. And then Pam and I were chit-chatting and talking with them, and everything was good. But then the next part of the dream, we were in a gas station, but myself and the men were in the garage, the garage part of a gas station. It was clean, and we were looking at it. I don't know if we were looking at it because I'm looking, we're looking for buildings or what. We were looking at the whole place. And I remember the floor was dirty. And it, was, it wasn't like you got stuff on your shoes. It was clean but it still had the old oil stands, stains, and there was like a tire machine here, and it was just different equipment. And um, Brother Copeland, stood about this high, and he came up to my face. He put his finger in my face, and he says, don't you even think of quitting or letting go of the struggle. Now, immediately, my religious word of faith mind went to work. Struggle? Because we're overcomers. Don't you know that in Word of Faith circles, we're overcomers. We don't struggle. But I understood the term struggle. Some of you people that were in the 60s and 70s remember when you're talking about social injustice and issues, it's, they named it, one of the, the bywords was the struggle. Because, just because it wasn't easy. And I knew in my spirit, as soon as I started to argue about the word, the Lord reminded me of what it was, and I knew it here. Don't let go of the struggle. I knew it was the paradigm shift that we're called to bring the culture of the kingdom to this world and begin to influence the nations. And sometimes I look at that as the struggle because it's a, we're writing social injustices. And we're, we're, we're making things right. And he said, don't you let go of that. Don't you stop. And he, put it, and he stood about that close. And then he began to release other words into me, some different things all, all on me. And then he hugged me. And the power of God, I'm going, I'm going to fall. And all of a sudden, the power of God hit us, and I went down. And I remember, because when you do martial arts things and different tumbling things, you learn how to fall. But I had no catcher. And the men around there, they were kind of oblivious to what was going on. And so here I was, on, bam, because I was, here's, what, here's my thinking as I'm going down. I don't want this man to get dirty. 
because he had a, a vest and, you know, shirt, nice shirt and everything. And, and I'm like, I don't want him to get dirty. So I hugged him back and went, bam. And he kept praying. And then we stood up and we chit-chatted and we were back. At the, we were still at a hotel. Back at the hotel and we were talking and everything was good and we were laughing and different things of that nature. And then they went, him and Gloria went back into the, into the, the room, the, the hotel room. And what happened was I was reinstated and reinstalled because I was like, this thing's too big. We're losing people. You know, everybody's faithful. Just all these different things were just hitting me at once. But when he got in my face like that, like Pam had the same thing, I was recharged. I was like installed back to wherever I had. And I didn't even know it. It's just that, you know, sometimes you hear, the, you hear those old blues things, I'm tired. And you know what? My tired is tired. And that, that's what was going on on the inside of me. And, and so um, there was a lot of new revelation, fresh revelation. Things are coming in that direction. But I needed a boost. And Brother Copeland shows up in my dream. And it's like some trippy thing, man. It just puts it, don't you dare give up. Don't you snow. Get out. Don't you dare get out. Don't you stop. And don't give up on the struggle. I know. And you know, the feisty little dude, just like that, that kind of language. And I'm thinking, yes, sir. That's all I can say. Yes, sir. And then power got hit a bam. I remember getting up so easily and stuff. And I'm sharing this with you. So it's not just you that need to get back on the road. I had to get back on, reinstalled and renewed and vision and different things. You understand what I'm saying? And this is why I'm sharing this with you because it's not just, it's not just um, you that's going through different things. It's, it's all of us. It's all of us. And so, amen. Now, moms, do you have anything else, Sam? What? Okay, no. Uh, yes, ma'am. Two mom stories? Yeah, but real quick. Short, okay. <laughs> um, and then they're about Matthew because he's so eager to sit back here on the chair. So what I what happened to David said that he didn't want to be in the front and he got broken. Well, Matthew, you know, he might get the little baby, like the holy holy the whole time, right? Well Matthew used to say, Oh mom, look at the way he says it and then he must chase the and then he would, you know, go around and say, and he went, chase the, to the kids. And then he went, chase the, Matthew would do that, right? Well, one, one time we were at the service, and this pastor called, young man, come here. And then Matthew was like, and so he put him right there. And then after he said, uh, the Lord wants to speak to him. And he spoke the word over Matthew. And he said, and in the name of Jesus, Matthew went down, okay? <laughs> And Matthew stayed down for like 20 minutes, okay? <laughs> and he was just down. He was like, did he get up or what? Well, he told me when we got home, Mom, something for real, Mom. I didn't say it again because, you know, he's deep in the name of Jesus. You have to call it when Matthew went out. He did because he couldn't even get up. Yeah, yeah. And, and so to this day, he still says he's facing it, but he's not. And, <laughs> he, you know, when they were little, they, they prayed for everything. Yeah, they, they just don't, they don't pray for it. So it's all, if anything, it's no pray for it. Uh, but one day he got in trouble, and I spanked him, and he was like, there's nothing getting wet or something. 
and blessing of God be upon you. I release the blessing, the blessing, the blessing, the blessing, the blessing, the blessing, the blessing. Shut up, you're not bogus. You receive it now. Receive it now in Jesus' name. I receive the blessing. The blessing, 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 the blessing. Don't get under anybody's accusation of what you were or what you will be, but this is what we do now, and that's what counts. So just reject it now. Don't everybody, don't even lend an ear to any, what anybody else says. You're heard from God right now. You're blessed. You're blessed. The blessing, the blessing, the blessing, the blessing of the Lord be upon you. The blessing of the Lord be upon you. <laughs> You're not, God's going to bring so many by you. Just be ready. Be ready, be ready, be ready, be ready. In the name of Jesus. You're going to have a lot of people calling, a lot, a lot of young ones calling you mama. In the name of Jesus, the blessing. Mm. The blessing. The blessing, the blessing, the blessing. Ears be here, eyes to see, and a mouth to see forth the oracle. In the name of Jesus, the blessing. Ooh, the blessing of the Lord. The blessing of the Lord be upon you. Be blessed and release the blessing upon you. Release it. These hands will lay hands and release blessing upon many. You release blessing upon many in Jesus' name. In the name of Jesus, you receive. There's a lot more to this than you think. God is putting Jesus, he's pouring into you. The blessing. No, 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 God doesn't see that, but he does see this, power and the blessing of the mother, the blessing, the blessing, the blessing, the blessing. You're going to see with new eyes, you're going to hear with new ears, in the name of Jesus, the blessing is released over you, the blessing. Blessing is released over you. <laughs> the blessing is released over you. And you'll lay hands and you'll release the blessing. And you know something about the wisdom that you possess. If it's not already happening, there's older there's older women who come to receive the wisdom of a mother. The wisdom of a mother. The wisdom of a mother. The wisdom of a mother, mother that will come forth. And you'll have ears to hear, eyes to see, and a mouth to speak forth the wisdom in the oracles of God. And you will lay hands on them and release the blessing. In the name of Jesus, Shibrisata, Umbresete, Ingrosata, Indesete, Undeshese, Indeshese. Wisdom, 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 wisdom. Wisdom, wisdom, wisdom is yours, Shabbat. Mm hmm, mm hmm, And there's so much wisdom. There's so much wisdom. You'll be sought after. Put your hands together here real quick. And you'll receive, and you will lay hands, and you'll move in this anointing. You'll move in this anointing. And there'll be many that you will mother, and you will bring them, and release the blessing. Many is motherless. There's so many. There's so many. And you will release the blessing of the mother. In the name of Jesus, the blessing, the blessing, the blessing, the blessing. Whoa, the blessing comes upon you in Jesus' name. In Jesus, you're going to have new eyes to see. New eyes to see. 
what you've never seen before. Amen. Amen. Go ahead and bring these bags as they receive your the gift things, the gift bags, then you may be seated. There's more to come. Start on that end. Come on, pigeon. Amen. You know, just pull, just get one and hand them to them. There you go. So as you receive your cupcake, you may be seated. We also have some goodies up here, some uh, pan dulce. Thank you for showing up, Zeke. I needed you up here. Glory to God. The, the colors may be different, but they're all beer flavors. <laughs> we use only the good stuff. What, what, what's that? What's that good stuff, Mookie? What's that good stuff your teacher was talking about? <laughs> the stuff they make in Colorado. The stuff they make in Colorado. Yeah, Keystone. No. <laughs> Blue 102. No, I'm kidding. But anyway. <laughs> yeah. Nothing but the best. Old English. No, I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> that's like that's like combination of antifreeze and something else. Right? Yeah. <laughs> Amen. I have a I have a friend, a young friend, and um, I use supervisor, but like you know, there's youngsters like that, and um, he just found out he said something major was going on with her, and and like you know, let me go to the doctor with you, and you see, you know. Well, anyway, the major thing was she's pregnant, and yeah yeah
to be careful to continue to be in that move in that direction. Let's um before we dismiss this yes, thank you. I was just I was gonna release the but let's receive this evening's tithes and offerings. And uh you need an envelope see little D's all suited up just so you can uh he can be the usher. <laughs> He's suited up just for you moms, just to look good. We serve a good God. We serve a good God. Amen. See, Pastor George, your anointing's rubbing off. David's got a hand up, too. You know, y'all are loved in this place. You know that. And and God is, you know what? This is the thing that this place has got to get known for, is the love that we have one for another. And so, amen. Seth, God said he's not playing. He said, listen. He wants to tell you. He's been talking to you, but you're not listening. Have a hearing ear. It's not bad. He's not going to tell you, give everything up, go, go to Mexico, you know. <laughs> He's not going to say you can be a eunuch, you got to study the word, get locked up in a castle somewhere. Be a monk. say, see all those girls out there? Not for you. You're married to, to me. No, I'm playing. <laughs> Seth said he don't care. Okay, Lord, you heard him. You got to tell him Seth's taking as right now. Mook said he'll take a Nazarite vow. He already has no hair on his face. I mean, he's good. I'm going to take Uncle Renee, man. <laughs> All right. Praise the Lord. Yeah, I know. Let's see. C, can you bless the offering, please? Abracite. Amen. Hey, uh, uh, George, it's not in the abundance of revelation. It's not. A, it's by my spirit, says the Lord. He said, I have put enough of a deposit in, of the word in your heart. There ain't anything that you can't do with what you have in your heart. The instruction isn't don't study the word anymore. The instruction is I have got so much to bring up and make rhema in you 
that you just need to spend some time with me with your Bible, and I'm going to direct you in the things that you already possess. And you're going to find treasure in the treasure of your heart. So get before me and have a hearing ear, and I will show you things, just how the Scripture says, that I will show you great and mighty things that you know not of. And the, and the, and the thing about it is it's already in you. Get ready. Get ready. Get ready. And you know what? All of those things that are in your mind, I'm taking care of, says the Spirit of grace. I'm taking care of it all. Don't carry it all. Don't carry it. Don't talk about it. Just put it in my hand. I am taking care of those things. For I am concerned with that which concerns you. Hallelujah. Amen. 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 You have something, Norma? Okay. May the Lord bless you. May the Lord keep you. May make His face to shine upon you. Glory to God. Receive His graciousness and His grace in abundance. As He lifts His countenance to you, my goodness, face to face with God. Oh, enter into that relationship and that intimacy and receive the shalom, shalom of God. Church, you're loved and you're dismissed. Happy Mother's Day, mothers. There's pan dulce and there's cookies and there's a lot of coffee. Glory to God. Mother first. <laughs> What's up, buddy? Oh, right there next to yeah. yes, sir. Well, we'll be here for now. We're still looking. We're looking for places. We're looking for bigger places for the kids. Huh? I could just ask you. Okay. If you get phone numbers for me, that'll be the best thing. To get me phone numbers. Okay. Good, good. Send them to Manny, and then I'll get them. Do you have Manny's number, uh, computer? Do you have his email? No, I, no, I don't. Okay. No, I don't have it. You got to get it from him. I don't, I don't know it offhand, but get, get. Yeah. Yeah. Well, call him on the phone. Send it by text. Text it to him. Do you know how to send text? Yeah. Okay. Send text the numbers to him. That'll be easier. He'll get them faster. Okay. What's up, brother? That also looks so nice on me. I love it. No, I'm just resting my legs. Because <laughs> when I'm walking and teaching, you don't. But if I stand still, those are good, man. <laughs> I'll pick on my goats. It was good. Yeah.
you know, uh, Jacob, because that's what I've been saying about uh, Abraham and then Jacob. And I always wondered that, like, why did God bless Jacob when he deceived his dad? I also read where uh, he thought nothing of him. He didn't have any... It didn't, it didn't matter. No, there was no remorse. Yeah. And, and in, in reading, he really didn't follow his... He didn't really follow the faith either. Because, no. Like, he married Canaanite women. Like, he didn't even go after what, what, what he didn't go after what, 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 what his people what, what yeah. faith in other words. That's why it says that after he married a Canaanite woman, it says at the end of that chapter, it says he caused his family a lot of grief. Right, exactly. And, and you notice that, nothing, you notice that, I mean, Jacob wasn't even married at that point. No. And that his parents said, well, I want you to go to uh, my family. So yeah. I want you to go to my family's house and, you know, be, you know find a walk yeah. over there. He did later on, uh-huh. And then, and then later, well, anyway, so that's what I'm reading. But the
With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.